blocked by Polak and Rice. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. Islanders podcast, we are so glad to be with you. As we talk Islanders hockey for the weekend edition of the show, tough game for the Islanders Thursday night in Columbus. They fall in overtime 3-2, to two, and this team still hasn't brought their A game. They look off and will break down what's going wrong for this Islanders team and look ahead to a busy slate of games this weekend. They'll be in Arizona Saturday in Vegas on Sunday, and they've got to start picking up some points. We'll preview both of those games. And for our Islanders' birthday of the day, a very special person who has probably held more positions in the Islanders' organization than anyone I could think of off the top of my head. So make sure you join us for that. Want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders their first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So, a 3-2 overtime loss in Columbus, and it wasn't really a solid overall performance by the Islanders. Yes, Ilya Sorokin was good. He made 29 saves in this one, and Matthew Barzal had one of his stronger games, a goal and nine shots on goal. But I'll tell you, right now, This team is not clicking on all cylinders, and there's a couple of problems that I wanted to address after watching not just last night's game, but really the first four games of the season. Uh, First of all, and Barry Trotz raised this after the game last night, the B&B line of Brock Nelson, Anthony Bevilier, and Josh Bailey is not playing good hockey as of right now. I mentioned on the show uh, earlier this week how badly they played the last couple of games, uh, especially Tuesday night, but realistically, this team needs to be better, and this line needs to be better, and Trotz sort of hinted that he may make some changes before this weekend's game when dealing with that line. And for the Islanders, uh, you know, the B&B line traditionally has been their line with the best chemistry, the line that works best together, but they just don't seem to have it. And I'm not sure why they seem a little bit off early in this season, but it is something this team is going to have to address. And I don't think they necessarily have to split the line up. But uh, long-term, but maybe short-term to shake things up a little bit, it's time to make some moves and, and, and see if we can change the, the chemistry here. Maybe you move Zach Parise or Oliver Wallstrom up to that second line and maybe move Anthony Bevilier or Josh Bailey down a line 
to just try to get something going because that B&B line just not clicking. But the longer-term issue that I'm seeing through these first four games that has me a lot more concerned is this team's lack of speed on defense. And you look at the top six defensemen. Andy Green, not very fast. Zdeno Chara, at this stage in his career, not very fast. Scotty Mayfield, good, physical, big defenseman, but not very fast. And even Adam Pellick and Ryan Pulak, while they are decent as far as speed goes, not known for their excellent skating ability, their ability to move the puck, skate it out of the zone, and, and, and create opportunities uh, with the puck by carrying it. The player they really seem to be missing as of right now is Nick Letty. And the only player on this roster out of the top six that they've been dressing every day who can even come close to the style of play and the things that Nick Letty did for this team last year. And remember, Letty led the Islanders in assists last season. That's Noah Dobson. And I get the feeling after watching the first four games and after watching last year, the Islanders don't quite trust Noah Dobson to be that guy just yet. So it's a, it's something to keep an eye on that this team which is a defense-first team, which thrives on preventing the opposition from scoring and making that transition, they may have an issue with a lack of, of speed on defense. Now, I'm not ready to give up on this top six yet, but you know, do we need to see uh, a Sebastian Ajo play a game? Do we need to see somebody come in and, and, and step up and play that different role. Maybe you sit Andy Green a game or Zdeno Chara a game and give a more mobile defenseman a chance because you need that additional chemistry. Last year, you had Letty in your second pair and then Dobson in your third pair. That gave you two options of players who could skate the puck well, have a little speed on defense. Right now, it isn't there. And it's a concern for me that this team needs to get that defensive situation straightened out. The other takeaway that I have after watching the first four games in particular is the power play. It remains a huge issue for the Islanders. Now, they did have some more looks in this game, a little bit more zone time, but they are still not looking very strong with the extra attacker. And, you know, on Twitter, you almost, you, you, you see fans reacting when the Islanders get a power play. Can we decline the penalty? Or, you know, after the power play, same old power play. This doesn't look good. They moved the puck better at times last night in Columbus, but overall still not clicking, still not really being all that productive on the power play, and that's going to have to change. Uh, one little note wanted to mention Cole Sillinger uh, scoring in the second period for the Blue Jackets. He's 18 years old, his first NHL goal, and of course his father, Mike Sillinger, played for the Islanders, oh, I think it's about 10 years ago. He also played for, I think, 
nine or ten other NHL teams during his career. But, uh, you know, nice moment for Cole Sillinger. Just wish it didn't happen against the New York Islanders. But overall, defense just doesn't seem to be clicking. And this is a team that is built on defense. So it really is problematic that the Islanders are not playing Islanders hockey where they're able to limit the opposition shots. You you look at the shot chart from this game and again, up front, way too many opportunities for the Blue Jackets right in front of Ilya Sorokin. And all three goals that Columbus scored in this game came from the high danger areas, in between from the face-off circles to the crease, that little triangle, all three goals there. And Columbus had about 9, 10, 11 shots from that high danger area and maybe 7 or 8 more from just outside it. So really a problem in the defensive zone for the Islanders, and that was the last thing I expected to say discussing this Islanders team. So they've got a lot of things to work on, and, you know, this long 13-game road trip to start the season, it's going to continue this weekend. They've got to start getting things on track, or we're getting into the situation where at 1-2-1, Islanders are in last place right now in the Metropolitan Division, and you don't want to get off to too slow a start. We talked about wanting to get 15 points in 13 games on this road trip. That isn't looking all that likely the way they're playing right now. When we come back, we will look ahead to the two games this weekend. We'll give you an idea of what to look for and what the keys are to victory for the Islanders, plus We have a very special Islanders birthday of the day. All that and more still to come on the Locked on Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. You know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors. There really is something for everyone. And when you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about their favorites, and it's easy to tell why. Listen to these permanent flavors. Mint brownie, double chocolate, strawberry, coconut, German chocolate, cookies and cream, my personal favorite, salted caramel, the sweet and salty. Both of them in one bar really hits the spot for me, and if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors, so you can decide which one's you like the best. And not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Check out these macros. Each bar has between 17 and 18 grams of protein, only 130 to 180 calories, just 4 or 5 grams of sugar per bar, and only 4 or 5 grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy, and Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Go to Built.com right now, use the promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% your order off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So a busy weekend ahead for the New York Islanders. First, they will be taking on the Arizona Coyotes on Saturday, and that 
will be a, a a nice opportunity in theory for the Islanders to have a bounce back game as expectations for the Coyotes not all that high this year, although they're not playing terrible hockey just yet. Uh, but, you know, when I go over these line combinations, uh, I, I think you'll understand why you're not going to be familiar with too many of these names. The top line right now, Nick Schmaltz with Lawson, uh, Kraus, and Clayton Keller on the wings. Uh, Johan Larson centering the second line with Andrew Ladd. There's a, a familiar name to Islanders fans. And Ryan Zingle. Then uh, Louis Erickson, Travis Boyd, and Phil Kessel of the third line. A couple of veterans there. And then Jay Beagle centers that fourth line with Christian Fisher and Dimitri Jaskin. Defensively, Anton Strahlman and Jakob Chikrin are the top pairing. Shane Gostis Bear and Victor Soderstrom, the second pairing. Connor Timmins and Ilya uh, Libushkin are the third pairing. So, Not a lot of familiar names to Islander fans, and obviously the Islanders did not play uh, against Arizona last season. And Carol uh, Vemelka is the starting goalie. Carter Hutton also out there. Uh, We're not sure which one of them will play on Saturday. But look, you know what? Regardless of who they put out there, this is up to the Islanders. They need to play better hockey in order to beat any NHL team, even a team that is uh, not expected to be a contender, a young, rebuilding, some would even say tanking team like the Arizona Coyotes. And look, it's not easy to win on the road. That is not, you know, you want to basically go 750 at home and, and then 500 on the road. And the Islanders right now, not even doing that. But after that, you have a back-to-back game, and with the back-to-back, you then go to Vegas to play the Golden Knights. That's a lot tougher assignment, and hopefully the Islanders will have Simeon Varlamov back for one of those games. Otherwise, I assume we would see Corey Schneider. Now, just to back up a little bit, J.G. Pajot not active last night against Columbus, uh, he, just like Anders Lee on Tuesday, they said he had a non-COVID-related illness. Now, Lee later revealed that that was a stomach bug. So usually those are 24 to 48 hours, but we will let you know if Pajot is ready to go for either or both of the games this weekend. You look at Vegas, William Carlson centering uh, Jonathan uh, Meshersault and Riley Smith, a very talented top line. Chandler Stevenson with Evgeny uh, Dodonov and Nicholas Roy on the second line. Nolan Patrick centering the third line with Peyton Krebs and Keegan Kolasar on his wings. And Brett Howden, a solid fourth line center with Will Carrier and Jake LeCision on either side of him on the fourth line. Alec Martinez and Alex Angelo are the top pairing on defense. Braden McNabb, Shea Theodore, the second pairing. Nicholas Haig and Zach Whitecloud are the third pairing. And now in goal, you have either Robin Lehner, someone who Islander fans are obviously very familiar with and who I'm sure would love to get the opportunity to face the Islanders, backed up by Laurent Brassoy. 
And some injuries. Uh, Max Pacioretty has been out of the lineup. Mark Stone listed his day-to-day. Matthias Janmark, day-to-day. Alex Tuck, out so far for Vegas. And we'll keep you up to date if any of them are scheduled to return to the lineup. But, you know, again, Vegas, a very talented team, a very skilled team, and a very physical team. So the Islanders will need to play some very good hockey if they hope to get a point or two points even uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights on Sunday. It's it's not going to be easy, especially coming off a, a back-to-back. So the challenge is there. And, you know, the Islanders really do need to step up their game if they hope to get it done. And I, I'll tell you, it's been discouraging to watch this team flounder the way they have. And, you know, it it just doesn't seem like they're getting the job done. The only people who were pluses in this game, in the plus-minus, Matt Martin and Cal Clutterbuck, they were each a plus-one. And the Islanders also, only Casey Zizekas getting the job done in the face-off circle. Uh, You know, Brock Nelson only uh, won 7 out of 17, uh, Anders Lee, three out of five. You know, Matthew Barzal, three out of seven. The Islanders not getting the job done in the faceoff circle, and that is unusual. And again, you know, defensively, they need to be better. Now, Scott Mayfield and Noah Dobson also plus one among the defensemen, but all the other defensemen, Pellick, even Pulak, and uh, Zdeno Chara, minus one, Andy Green also a plus one in this one. But the the defense not really getting as involved offensively as they usually do, although Mayfield did have that very pretty goal that he made when he decided to pinch, took advantage of a turnover, and was able to score a goal. That was pretty uh that was a pretty goal, to say the least. But you know, when the Islanders take a two to one lead in a game, you don't expect them to fall uh to lose that lead and that's exactly what they did against the Blue Jackets. It's just not Islanders hockey. And look, it's four games. There's 82 games in a season. you got 78 games left on the schedule, but they got to do better uh, if they hope to live up to their very high expectations this season. When we come back, we've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more. Stay with us. More to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of the basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this year. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website and sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. You'll get free money to bet on the site when you make that first deposit. From basketball, football, baseball postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. 
Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day, and I, I love this one. Uh, great person, great player for the Islanders. Today, Friday, happy 72nd birthday to former Islanders center, coach, scout, broadcaster. I think he's done everything except sell programs at the arena. I am, of course, talking about Butch Goring. Now, Goring originally drafted back in 1969 in the fifth round of the NHL amateur draft by the LA Kings, started in Springfield in the AHL that year, and then joined the Kings for 59 games in 1969-70. Stuck with the Kings through the trade deadline in 1979-80, and then in what probably was the best trade in Islanders franchise history, the Islanders sent Dave Lewis and Billy Harris to L.A. for Butch Goring, and he became probably one of the best, if not the best, trade deadline deal in NHL history. He went on a tear in 1980 after the trade deadline. Six goals and 11 points in the last 12 games of the season. Followed that up with 19 points in 21 games as the Islanders won their first ever Stanley Cup. And of course, the Islanders won four straight cups and went to five straight Stanley Cup finals. During Goring's tenure with the team, he was an integral part of the team's success. Two 20-plus goal seasons, his best year, 80-81, 23 goals and 60 points. And then he goes on to coach the team. He was a player coach and then coached in the AHL, the IHL, with the Islanders as well, was also coach of the Boston Bruins. And don't forget, in addition to all of that, in 1981, Goring winning the Conn Smythe Trophy as the playoff MVP when the Islanders won their second straight cup, and now a beloved broadcaster for the Islanders, and, and Butch Goring, if you ever get a chance to meet him, one of the nicest guys you'll ever want to talk to. We're going to look at one of the magic moments from that 1981 playoff run by Butch Goring. We're going to look at Game 3 of the 1981 Stanley Cup Finals at the Met Center in Bloomington, Minnesota. Islanders facing the Minnesota North Stars. Islanders come into this game with a 2-0 series lead as they tried to get their second straight Stanley Cup. And it was the North Stars getting on the board first with Bobby Nystrom in the box for interference. Steve Kristoff, his seventh of the playoffs from Craig Hartsburg and Dino Cicerelli, one nothing Minnesota, just 3.25 into the game. Steve Payne adds to the Minnesota lead at the 14.09 mark of the first period. His 15th of the postseason, Tim Young and Al McAdam with the helpers at 14.09. And the Islanders are down 2 nothing. But just uh, 48 seconds later, Mike Bossy gets the Isles on the board. His 16th from Clark Gillies, 2-1. to one. But the Islanders take another foolish penalty. Nystrom off for interference. Bobby Smith, his seventh of the playoffs. Craig Hartsburg and Steve Payne with the assist. After one period, Islanders are down 3-1. to one. Bob Nystrom took two penalties that resulted in goals, so of course he had to make up for it. Nystrom scoring early in the second period. His sixth from Tonelli and Wayne Merrick at 4-10. It's a 3-2 game. And then 
our Islanders' birthday of the day, Butch Goring going to work with Greg Smith in the box for interference and Bobby Smith in the box for tripping. Goring with a power play goal, his sixth. Dennis Potvin and Mike Bossy with the assist at 7-16. And all of a sudden, it is now a 3-3 game. Islanders keep the comeback going. Goring scores again later in the second period, his seventh from Clark Gillies. After two periods, Islanders four and the North Stars three. Steve Payne gets his second of the game early in the third to tie it. Tim Young and Steve Kristoff with the assist at 111, and it's 4-4, but the Islanders respond in less than a minute. 55 seconds later, Mike Bossy, his 17th from Brian Trottier, and then at 634 of the third, Butch Goring completes the hat trick. His eighth of the playoffs, Billy Carroll and Dennis Potvin with the assists, and all of a sudden, the Islanders lead by a score of 6-4. to four. Dino Cicerelli makes it 6-5 to five with 6.25 left in regulation time. His 14th from Bobby Smith, but the Islanders put it away on an empty net goal by Brian Trottier, Mike Bossy, and Wayne Merrick with the assists at 19-16. Islanders win it 7-5, to five, and they take a 3-0 lead in the series for Butch Goring. Three goals, a playoff hat trick for Butch, he was a plus two. He had six shots on goal to pace the Islanders. Mike Bossy, two goals and two assists in this one as well. Billy Smith, 23 saves to earn the win, while Gilles Malash gave up six goals in just 28 shots by the New York Islanders. So happy birthday to Butch Goring, the Islanders' former player, assistant coach, head coach, coach in the minor leagues, and now a broadcaster on MSG Plus for the television broadcast. Butch has done it all for this organization, and we wish him all the best on his 72nd birthday. We have got a a great show Monday. We will have all the key takeaways on Monday from both games over the weekend And, of course, we'll have our Islanders' birthday of the day and the latest updates on uh, Simeon Varlamov's status, uh, J.G. Pajot's status, and a whole lot more. So thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make sure you make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy a busy weekend of hockey. And of course, let's go Islanders.